that show you need to know about We set ourselves apart Sports talk at the pinnacle We got all the knowledge Covering every level Helping these young men get to college Got the coverage of a DB Vision of a QB Coming at you like a DN Let all of that sink in Working in the weight room We can't take no days off Doing drills when they not looking That's what make us stand out Don't worry about how much time is left We got it planned out Execution elite footwork Nasty when we running routes Accuracy off the chain We've been on it from the start Reaching for the sky Hitting the bullseye We on the mall What it do is Wednesday We're up on the Hit Your Mark segment On Ooh, I'm sorry, wrong station, man. Listen, the On Your Mark Show, man. Sorry about that. I have wear so many hats. The On Your Mark Show, powered and sponsored by Epic Sports Apparel. Every play I compete. Listen, we got two guys on the phone today. We got my guy Brandon Howard from Rivals.com and Tide Illustrated. And, of course, Coach Jay in the building as well. We're going to talk about things. We started out last week talking about the off season and uh, how important and what are the things that you need to be doing to get yourself out there, get that exposure uh, you know, going on to the off season. Well, I got my guy Brandon Howard in the building, and we're going to talk about those things, exposure-wise, social media exposure, and everything that goes into recruiting. He's with Rivals.com and Tide Illustrated, which focuses on Alabama Crimson Tide football. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Pleasure to be on the show. Man, absolutely. Appreciate you giving us a little time. But first of all, start out how you got into uh, where you are. Uh, you've, you've been in the uh, recruiting industry for several years. Uh, talk about that, how you got to where you are right now. Oh, yeah, several years. Um, yeah, I guess I've been really recruiting space uh, since 2015, 2016, really. Uh I got into it. I worked with a company called Verified Athlete um, because, you know, my passion was to work in sports. I went to Euless Trinity. Uh, at the time, we were uh, back like every other year we'd win a state championship, and I was blessed enough to, you know, be a part of the 09 state championship team. Transparently, I was a server. You know, I don't really, there's no reason for me to lie. Why? Because I don't play anymore. So, what flex does it, what flex does it do to, you know, say I was this and that. Um, but the beautiful part about that experience was, you know, all the guys on the team knew that uh, I knew about recruiting. At the time, the big name was Brandon Carter. I uh, had the state championship catch against Austin Westlake, and, you know, I was able to help him with his recruitment along with uh, several on the t- others on the team because, you know, our high school believed that as long as you have a T on your helmet that you would get recruited. And I knew even back then um, that, you know, that was not the case. You had to go to camp. You had to do this, that, and the third. So um, whenever I got out of school from Stephen F. Austin State University, actually, I'll go through that a little bit. You know, uh, while I was in school, you know, it kind of pays to be proactive and be a go-getter, I guess you could say. I mean, that's me self-quantifying myself that it's always better to have somebody else do that for you, not yourself. Um, But, you know, with the fraternity, we had to start it from scratch, um, and we had to have a goal of 90 when we started 19. Um, and I had to go get us at 90. We finished with 71 because I was the recruitment chair. Also worked with our basketball team, uh, helping them recruit. Uh, and it was actually our most productive years in school history. So we remember Stephen at Boston State University in the basketball tournament. That's when I was on campus. And <laughs> I was pretty, very, very involved with that, uh, with that group. Still am. Um, and so, you know, I always had a passion for recruiting. Um, heck, I even had a flag football team that traveled the country. Um, and, you know, we, I had to recruit that team and build it from scratch as well because first game we lost 65-0, to and I wasn't loose, used to losing. I was used to winning state championships, um, and I'm a competitor, and so I wasn't going to settle for that. Um, but ultimately, you know, I was able to get out of school with a radio and television degree. Uh, kind of the opportunity for a verified athlete fell in place uh, after, you know, another position. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was an opportunity just to work with families, kind of educate them on the recruiting process and kind of walk through it walk with them through it hand in hand um and after that you know transparently the company folded you know most people don't tell you the sad story the sad part of their lives they just tell you the good stuff the instagram worthy stuff but you know i'm at a point in my life where you know i don't care um and so uh following that i actually did some work with the old coach you know obviously didn't make any money but just got my feet wet was with a really powerful group uh a lot of people who actually are really uh influential in the space um, got connected with some good people, but, you know, just put my head down and just work and 
was willing to go to games that people didn't want to go to and was willing to be out in the cold when people didn't want to be in the cold and you could take headshots and do interviews. And then, you know, I actually took a pause, you know, because uh, I have a hit, actually have a background in, like, business. So I was a director of sales uh, for an advertising agency in Dallas, uh, one of the largest agencies in Dallas. Um, but, you know, I always had a craving for sports. Um, and so, you know, I said, hey, you know, this is my calling. I feel like I'm supposed to be in it. And so, actually, I uh, was connected uh, to uh, University of Louisiana Lafayette. It's actually University of Louisiana now. Um, at the time, they had this coach, um, and if people do their you know homework, they would know, but uh, Coach Billy Napier, um, who is now the head coach of Florida. Um, and so uh, I kind of was able to get on with him and uh, do some stuff and actually wrote one article. I and mean, I was given that opportunity by Billy uh, Ebody. Uh, he writes for uh, LSU and L- uh, SMU, but great guy. You know, he gave me that my first opportunity, but you know, I actually squandered that opportunity. I only did one article. Uh, actually, it was kind of crazy, too, but the kid told me uh, he was committed to UL, and then actually told me, only told me that he was going to flip to Washington. I mean, it was kind of like me and him talking, kind of felt like I had a knack for this, but, you know, I wasn't going to get paid, and so I had to go back to kind of, I chose to go back to just focusing on, you know, what was paying me. And then uh, uh, kind of COVID hit, and, you know, once again, like, uh, you know, like after a little, little after COVID, actually, I got the job during COVID. Um, like a little bit after COVID, I said, hey, I'm craving for this, you know. And um, I, feel, I feel like I'm supposed to be in the space. And so I just said, you know, I, I'd seen North Texas was doing some stuff. Um, and I kind of like liked what North Texas was kind of doing, was familiar with the running back coach, Patrick Cobbs. I feel like he's one of the best running back coaches in America. Um, but, you know, just um, was able to kind of build a relationship with that stuff. And I just I DM'd their, their, their uh, guy at the uh, North Texas 247 page, Mean Green 247. I said, hey, I will, I will work for free. Just give me an opportunity, and um, I know I'll get it done. And that led, after I did that for a little bit, I was able to connect with Arkansas State. Um, Jeff, a great guy, um, A-State uh, Nation, um, and he gave me, uh, like, another opportunity. So now I went from North Texas to Arkansas State, so I had two sites. And then I was able to connect with Georgia State as well. And uh, Ben at Georgia State, uh, Panthers Sports. Um, hope I got that right, but you know, and so basically, I was with three sites at the time: North Texas, Arkansas State, and uh, and uh, Georgia State, and just putting my head down, traveling the country, and you know, just kind of like you know, having a mindset that you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm willing to go where people, other people aren't willing to go. I'm willing to build as many relationships as possible um, to to quote unquote accomplish my goal. And um, you know, just after months of work and some tears and some prayer and you know a door just opened and it happened to be alabama absolutely i think that's the reason why we wanted to get you on because of your perspective of of being in multiple places you've seen the recruiting aspect change in the last three years drastically but from all corners of the recruiting aspect when it comes to levels uh, of college football and that's the reason i wanted to have you on to talk about what recruiting go what what goes into recruiting uh so first of all what the exposure piece uh you've seen it from the grassroots uh talk about that and you know the interesting thing you talked about was helping kids you know at trinity you know tr- you know let's let's be honest trinity hasn't been one of those schools that really uh you know puts kids out there and promote them wholeheartedly uh, and, and their mindset most of the time is about uh, trying to, uh, you know, get the team well. And it's a team concept, but sometimes players slip through the crack and don't get that exposure. So you got a chance to do that at a young age and, and kind of spearhead that. Talk about that a little bit and what goes into the exposure piece when it comes to recruiting. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, you know, like, again, just kind of jump back into that. You know, I, I actually remember, like, the day I, I remember who introduced me to Rivals.com. It's first, you know, obviously they were first. Back in 06, actually a little bit before that. But uh, Joe Morrow, who actually ended up going to Western Kentucky, and his brother, uh, Josh Morrow, played in the league for like 10-plus years. So what are the odds the person that told me about rivals in the first place, his brother actually made it to the NFL. Right. Um, but, you know, he told me about it in Spanish class in seventh grade. I mean, I remember that distinctly. Um, right. But, you know, at Trinity, you're right. It was more of a team concept. It was, you know – you don't worry about recruiting. You don't worry about film. You don't worry about all this extra stuff. You know, you just worry about team. Um, and I just knew, you know, some of the guys on our team could have more opportunities. 
Um, and so that was really something that really drove me and that really just kind of ignited that recruiting passion, um, you know, to kind of help guys see and do more. And that said, you know, if Trinity happens to tap in, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to say, you know, over the last couple of years, uh, that door has kind of opened back up. You know, they have like an open door policy for me to come by and, you know, kind of help their guys and give them a sp- spotlight and, you know, kind of they're turning that corner. Um, and so, you know, but, you know, it's, it's definitely a generational thing. It's a mindset thing to get that to change. Um, but um, I guess speaking on like helping kids or recruitment outside of that, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a situation where a lot of people maybe don't understand all the ins and outs. A lot of times by choice, um, but other times by, you know, just not being in the right setting or, um, you know, again, a little bit by choice because there's Google and there's the Internet and there's friends who have offers, you know, and you can partially just ask questions. Um, but, you know, for me, it was, uh, you know, I, I just feel like I have a calling to help individuals and, um, you know, kind of reach one, teach one type, type situation. So um, I think that's kind of the drive. I don't know if I answered all your questions. Hopefully I did in that little portion absolutely and coach jay you know we, we we spearheaded this uh last week uh you know talking about what you should be doing in the off season and, and this is kind of a uh you know a continuation of that uh you know being educated on what you should be doing that's what the recruiting blueprint you know the book talks about page by page just speak on that just a little bit well, you know, Mark, one of the most important things I heard from, from Brandon was his uh, ability to uh, work while he waits. Right. He was willing to, and, and this is what we talk about in the book, uh, The Blueprint, which you can find on, on Amazon um, and Barnes and & Nobles now. It was, he was excited about his passion, even though, you know, he had opportunities where he had to take a step back, but he was willing to do it for free. And that's when, you know, you truly love something. You love what you do when you can do it uh, for free and build it. But the most important thing guys about, you know, the, the recruiting part is it takes a village. It, it honestly takes, you know, people working in the background on your behalf and you have to be able to tap into your village. It, it's a very hard for you to, you know, blow up alone, somebody's going to have to see you. Somebody's going to have to, you know, say your name in rooms that you didn't even know existed. Um, and this is for 90%, 95% of the athletes, you know, a, a, across sports, because the guys that are really, really good, they're going to stand out early. So they're easy to spot, but everybody else in between, you've got to have a, a village that's going to, to speak to your behalf and, and promote you and, and push you. So um, everything that he said, you know, is the same stuff, you know, we always say over and over again and everybody else in the space of, you know, really being able to work, put yourself out there and be in the right place. That doesn't mean that, you know, if you listen to his, uh, his story, you know, he put himself in places where it didn't work out then, but it was putting him position for something that was going to come later. So one thing led to another to another. So it's the same thing about, you know, when you look at it, going to one camp, one camp, you may not do as well, but did you learn from it? Go back to the lab, fix it, go back to another, and you keep pushing, you keep pushing the boundaries until it becomes what you need it to be. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's what, you know, uh, you know, I've been knowing Brandon for a little while and I think that's what makes him uh, the best at what he does. And one of the best at what he does is, you know, his his knack for getting in the right places and, you know, helping kids get in the right places through what he does, you know, at Rivals, uh, you know, with Tyler Illustrated and just social media in general. You know, if anybody knows that Brandon, Brandon Howard have been around him for a long time, you know, he he's kind of a. Uh, a melting pot of everything that you want to do about recruiting and you see it blossom from where he is from where he came from to where he is now but uh you know brandon let's talk about the camp circuit a little bit uh you've had a chance to be exposed to uh, a multi uh verse of camps uh being being at multiple camps 
you know, with rivals and, and uh, you know, verified athlete and all the things that you've done with that. Uh, talk about camp exposure uh, from an athletic standpoint and kind of how kids should go about selecting and getting in front of the right people at the right camps. Yeah, I mean, like kind of like it's been kind of alluded to. There's there's stages to everything, right? There's there's a process to every party, um, and so you know the way I look at it, like you know we can kind of just work our way backwards. Like if you're a 24 right now, or heck, if, even if you're a 25, you know you you kind of at a certain point you have to know your game, and knowing your game doesn't mean that like that that's your game forever. But, I mean, we all know, like, whenever we're on a football team, who the dude is. And if you're not the dude, and if the dude on your football team is not getting off from Clemson, then why are you going to a Clemson camp? Right, you know? Right. Um, and so, you know, just, just thinking about it from that perspective. Now, if you're younger, hey, it opens the doors for more opportunities. It opens the doors for, you know, more of the long game. You can't go to a Clemson camp because guess what? You have opportunity to be on their radar. But remember – once you go to that camp, you're now putting yourself up for evaluation. You're, out, you're, getting, you're getting an opportunity to be spotlighted. And just like you can be spotlighted and get that offer, you can be spotlighted and never get the offer, you know, because you went out there and did X, Y, and Z. So you have to be able to know your game and not just be a, not just be a yes man to yourself and start saying I'm him when you know you're not him and you know you have work to do um, and understanding, like, where you're at. You know, so there are some camps out there where I encourage kids to go where, hey, there may only be one rivals person. There may only be one two-person person. There only may, may only be one on-three person. Well, guess what? That, that camp may be great for you because you now have the opportunity to go get beat a little bit and improve. Or you may have an opportunity to go play against, like, a lesser level of talent, get your confidence up. So now, now the next camp comes up, and now you're a little bit more prepared. You're, you have a little bit under, better understanding of how the camp process works. You have a little bit of, uh, more confidence in yourself when you go to that next camp. So, you know, I think it first starts with looking yourself in the mirror. And then, it, you know, secondly, doing your own darn research. At the end of the day, whenever I was in school, believe it or not, I mean, I was a surfer of the football team, but you ask around, my speed is nothing to play with. I was a four-four-five going into my, like actually exiting ninth grade year. So you can only imagine what that was my senior year. And you can ask the coach of the school. We, I, I, I got references for my speed. I know what I got. But the point was, like, track was uh, not a situation where football players, they have people who show up to the games, scouts come. There's a little bit more uh, coverage versus track. You have to kind of sell yourself. And my parents weren't the type to go to the track meets and video record me. And so I had to get friends to record me. And I had to, get, oh, my gosh, look up schools. And I had to, oh, my gosh send emails and I had to, oh my gosh, call schools and I had to, oh my gosh, do my due diligence. And from that, there was fruits of that labor. Coaches actually called me with scholarships and they were, they were, they were actually, they sent me letters in the mail and I earned those things. Now, did I go to college and run track? No, because I know myself and I knew I was not going to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to go run track. No, that's a job. I knew it was a job. Again, I looked in the mirror and I said, do I want to be waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning to do this? Or do I want to be a part of the school as a whole and work with the basketball team and be in a fraternity and kind of just be that guy on campus? I chose to go that route as opposed to waking up every morning and kind of being, you know, like a, a like having to do these things as opposed to having the option to do these things. But at the end of the day, it was a, let me look in the mirror first and then let me do my research. And that's, you know, kind of an issue that I run into and kind of transparently is a little bit irritating to me is that a lot of people just want handouts. They want you to give them the information. They don't want to have to look for anything. They don't want to have to do any research. They don't want to have to know the coach's name. You ask them to name three FCS coaches. They don't even know what FCS is. If you ask them to name four uh, coaches, hey, who's the head coach of Georgia? Some people would struggle with that. But then if you ask them, Hey, do you want to offer from Georgia? Yeah. Well, <laughs> why should Georgia offer you and you don't even know the head coach's name? You know, and so that's, you know, that's, that's the two biggest things I could say in, in that regard is look in the mirror and know yourself and know your game. And then secondly, are you willing to do the due diligence yourself? Are you willing to, 
when a school offers you a scholarship, actually look at the scheme. What scheme do they run at Navy? Oh, my gosh, they don't throw the ball. So when the coach is telling you that we're going to change the whole offense for you, but they've been there for four years, they're probably not going to change the offense for you unless your name is, I don't know, Bryce Young or Caleb Williams. You're coming into it. You know, uh, are you going to figure out, hey, how many, how many quarterbacks has, has this school produced that have passed over 1,000 yards? Hey, what is this coach's tendency? Hey, what is this receiver coach like? How many people have they put in the league? Do they graduate students? This, that, and the third. That's one thing that I felt was important for my career as a track person and, you know, anybody that I work with. And, you know, we just kind of behoove those who say they want to play on Sunday, they want to play on Saturday to do their research because, you know, these scholarships aren't $10, $15, $20. They're $200,000, $300,000. And if you're lucky enough, they may give you some money that you can hopefully save and not blow down the drain. Absolutely. Coach Jay, you know, hearing Brandon speak on these things, we've been talking about this for over a year here on On Your Mark Show. And I know I can see the grin through the phone that you might have on your face as well as myself. We talk about these things all the time. Parents, players, if you're listening, this is coming from someone that's deep into the recruiting industry. Not that we aren't, but we always like to bring people to have a different perspective. And he hit the nail on the head. Coach Jay, just expound on that just a little bit. Uh, it, it, it sounded like we were – you know, in the car heading to a football game, Mark. Yeah. These are things that we, we talk about constantly. And, you know, parents, and I even said this on many shows of if you want to know what I did with my guys, what he just said was a part of the reason why I would say my kids don't leave. My guys that I train, my son, my daughter, we do not leave the house to go to a camp unless you have 10 talking points on the coach unless you know about the number one, if you're not willing to do the research, if you're not willing to find out about the coach, if you're not willing to find out about the school, why are we even having a conversation of why you want to go there? Because you know nothing about it. You just want to be wanted, number one. And that is a, a horrible mindset that sets you up for failure later on down the line. A lot of kids now, you know, that the Brandon meet that we meet, when you ask them these questions, what school do you want to go to? They'll yell out, you know, whatever, whatever, but then can't tell you anything about the school. Right. We know the truth behind that is you just want to be wanted. You really don't want to go to that school because you know nothing of it. Right. Um, so for parents, that's very, very important for you to say, let me put my kid in a situation that's going to help them. Because number one, if they say, I want to go to LSU, but they only know the color, they don't know who the coach is now, they don't know who coaches their position, they don't know anything about the football program itself, basketball, what have you. And then to go deeper, they don't even understand the schemes they run. And so how do you know you're a fit? One, if you don't know the coach, how do you know you're going to be liked by the coach? Right. Number two, if you don't know the scheme, how do you know it's a scheme that you're going to want to play at? Which is why the transfer portal is very full. One of the reasons, because a lot of kids are under this false identity that, you know, I'm going to go in and it's going to bend to me. No, that's not the case. You know, unless you're a super superstar. When you go, you find out very fast, oh, they told everybody the same thing. Okay, this is not going to work for me. Let me let me go somewhere else. Right. So, understanding, you know, what you're getting yourself into. It's just like buying a car. You're not going to go to a car lot and just look at a car and say, without driving it, without looking under the engine, say, okay, that's the one I want, and, and, and you know, pay for it and walk out. you got to do some research, and this is no different. This is actually harder because you're going to be there longer. You're dealing with a lot of kids are losing their, their thought process. They're losing valuable headspace behind making decisions that they put little time in. And, and that's not a good thing. Absolutely. I, I, there's there's a uh, dedication that goes into it. Uh, and, and, and we'll be talking about this for a couple of weeks now. It's a year-round process. It doesn't stop. But, you know, this is like a part two to what the offseason should be looking like. 
Um, and I think it's helped a lot of people, you know, a lot of response that we've got uh, since the, since last week. And, uh, you know, I've been talking to Brandon, you know, for quite a while. Of course, we probably talk once or twice a week or maybe once or twice a month. We spend a lot of time at State together just going over these things, and that's the reason he's here today. Uh, but, uh, Brandon, let's switch gears a little bit. I think a lot of people get hung up on it, and I know that you really, really, you know, have a passion about this. Explain, if you will, stars, you know, rankings, what goes into that and what that looks like. Uh, you know, right now in the recruiting process, uh, you know, people really get hung up on those type things. And uh, since you've been in the industry for a long time, you can kind of expound on that and give us a little bit of a uh, a recipe of what goes into uh, receiving stars. There's an evaluation part. Uh, there's a part where you have to get in front of the right people. And then there's a film and what you do on the field part that kind of goes all the way into that. So talk about that a little bit and what goes into, uh, you know, guys, uh, you know, at Rivals uh, getting stars and the evaluations and what, you, what goes into that uh, from you guys' perspective to each athlete. Yeah, I guess the, the magic question, right, the the most asked question, the thing that everyone seems to care about, you know, I feel like in this day and age, people care more about stars than they care about offers you can commit to. But yet every time I look up, you know, there are a handful of kids who have stars and can't go anywhere. But, um, you know, for the, for the star process, um, you know, it's definitely a unique situation, right? Um, you know, it's part of our business. You know, it's like the, the most wanted thing, the, the, the exclusivity of it. And, um, you know, I... I I do believe in it, just like, you know, I believe that there's definitely going to be a, a slip through the crack, you know, because at the end of the day, there's, there's a billion kids out there, and there can only be so many kids who have stars. That's what makes it the darn thing exclusive, right? Right. Co- college football is supposed to be exclusive. I, I, you know, I feel for kids, like, and I have a passion for kids, but, uh, I mean, with the transfer portal, that's what people want it. So, you know, I don't really feel bad for people getting kicked to the curb. Like, that's what we all want it, you know, as far as uh, – you know, uh, college, like, I mean, if you get the opportunity, it's a blessing, but there's Division One, Two, Three, NAI, um, and, you know, I could name a pretty substantial list of people who come from all phases of that and play on Sunday. Um, so, you know, college football is a privilege. It's not a, you're not, you're not guaranteed it just because you play some high school football. And then college, in the NFL, that's a privilege again. You know, like, you don't, you don't deserve anything in this sport, really. To be honest, with you you don't, you you get what you earn, and sometimes you don't even you don't even get what you earn. Like you just it's just a part of life. I mean, life sometimes you're gonna work really hard, you're not gonna get what you want, especially when it comes to a, a freaking star. Now that's it. Um, as far as like an evaluation, the thing that always like kind of confuses me is that even like we like hate on people with stars. It's like, look, have you seen Bryce Young play? Have you, have you watched the kid play? If you watch him play, there's no brainer. He's a five star. Have you seen Harold Perkins in high school? Did you did you did you go see him? That kid's a five star. Like sometimes the the the, the 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 question marks around some of these kids that deserve well, these kids have put in work while you were playing video games on Saturday. They were going to a camp while you were while you were eating pop tarts. They were doing an interview with me while you were like while you were not working. They were working. They're putting themselves in positions. They were they, they were doing things that you were not doing. And guess what? I'm also not surprised when I turn on the television on Saturday and Sunday and I see the guy who's six foot seven, three hundred three hundred pounds. There's a chance he may have had some stars next to his name. Because guess what? He's six foot seven, three hundred pounds. It's gonna be hard for a guy who's a if you're comparing a six foot seven, three hundred pound offensive lineman who plays for. St. John Bosco and doesn't give up any sacks versus a guy who's 5'10", uh, 200 pounds, and pays for a school that went 4-6, and six. you're not going to argue with me and tell me that, I should, that Bama should offer him over him. But that's, that's kind of where we're at these days. It's the participation. It's the participation. Well, I was there, so I deserve. Uh, I mean, do you? Were you there? Did you come on a Saturday? Like, have you posted your film? What is your what does your Twitter bio look like? Is it long live Pookie, or is it my name? Is my six foot six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds. I was all state. Here's my huddle. Uh, you know, very well put together. Every part of this process is an evaluation. The second that you play high school football, 
guess what, brother? You're being evaluated. The second you touch the field, and potentially a little bit before that. So whenever you go out there and you have two, uh, 12 catches for 180 yards and two touchdowns, well, guess what? You, are, you earned yourself whatever exposure you got from those 12 catches, 129 yards, and two touchdowns. But if the guy across from you is six foot four, uh, and not everybody's six foot four, because if you've seen Zachariah Branch in person, so I'll just play, I'll throw away the side stuff. If you've seen Zachariah Branch in person, the kid is five nine, legit. He's not, he's not, I'm, he's not six foot, not five, five nine, but he just rocked up as they come. The kid is as swole as I'll get out. If you throw him the football, you might as well say, see you later, because he's scoring the touchdown. I saw him in person. I said, this kid is a certified five-star, and he knows how to market himself. He played for a good, he could play for a good school. He was H-I-M, him, and there ain't no debate about that. So, but he knew himself. He looked in the mirror, and he, he, he showed up every single, every, every single time he was tested, he showed up. There's a time where he got double covered by an Ole Miss commit and a TCU commit, and they literally had to double cover him just to stop him from making plays. So when we look at the evaluation process, there's tons of factors that go into it. There's your film. There's there's uh there measurables, and measurables is not just height and weight, but it's the intangibles too. Is your speed? Is your ability to catch the ball? Is is what is your route running like? Uh, did you play seven on seven? Do, what are your track times like? Um, you know what is you, what are you like in the weight room? Heck, what's your character? Wow, character that matters. Wow, that's crazy. I thought character didn't matter. But there's all these things that go into it. And everybody is, you know, vying and fighting for the same thing. You know, I talked to a parent the other day that called me on National Sign Day, which I answered the dog on the phone, so that should have told them something. But, you know, they want it. They want. Um, and, they, and they told me, hey, man, we, you know, we did all this work this season, and we have nothing to show for it. I said, I said what do you mean? I said, well, when's the, when the, when the new rankings come out? We haven't got stars yet. I said, well, are you confused? Like, stars don't come before offers. Offers come, then stars come. Mm. Why are you a five-star with zero offers? Why would that make sense to anyone in the world? But if you have 50 offers, I have a weird hunch that you may have some stars. So, you know, part of the star process is really not overthinking it. It's actually simpler than what you think. Look at the NFL draft. The same way they're being evaluated is the same way that you're being evaluated. Look at colleges. You notice how they're offering some of the same kids every time, and it's the same kids that's on your team who you know is him. Well, it's, it's weird. Those kids end up being starred and ranked, etc. But at the end of the day, if you want to assert your worth to be to a star, then you assert your worth to be a star. But every time I turn on the television on Saturday and Sunday, it seems to be a guy who did not have what, what he did not have is making plays. Lab McConkey. Most, most people couldn't even tell you how many stars he has. Matter of fact, most people couldn't even tell you when he got his offers. Most people couldn't even tell hasn't even looked at his film. Ja, uh, Josh Allen, number 10 pick in the draft. Go back and look at how many stars he was, the number two pick in the draft. A guy who went to Seattle this, this year, the DB, he actually went to JUCO first, so imagine how many stars he had, and then, and then went to Illinois, so definitely imagine how many stars he had. He went top 10. Danny Woodhead, I bet most people who are tuning in can't even, don't even know who Danny Woodhead is, but they want to play on Sunday. But Danny Woodhead played over 10 years in the NFL, and he went to a, he went to a, uh, a Division II school and broke records there. So if you want to assign your value to be a star, great then that's what you'll be forever is that star. But guess what? There are plenty of people who, who you get to say, dang, remember that guy was a five-star? Remember that guy was a four-star? And that's what your memory is. That guy was a five-star. Because just like you get five stars, there's an expectation to uphold them, to live up to those expectations. And guess what? The guy who didn't get the stars – probably knows you have them and is working to make sure that, that he can prove that you're not what you say you are. Because guess what? Again, this thing is competitive. And if you have what I want, I'm going to show you every day in practice when we wake up and I hit you in your mouth that I'm supposed to be where you are. 
And guess what? I don't even have any stars. Matter of fact, the biggest blessing I can look at if you look at, if you play in the NFL is the guy next to you had 50 stars, you have one, and we're in the same room getting paid the same amount. Who really won? Really, you both did, but you get my point. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't know how any else plain you can put it. I, I think that, you know, the big thing that I took from what you said, every time you step on the field, every time you put something on film, even at practice, in the weight room, all aspects of everything, you're being evaluated from the time that you step on the field to the time you get off the field. You're being evaluated on and off the field. And I think those are the things that people don't look at and take, uh, you know, they take it for granted. You know, we get hung up on rankings and stars, but, you know, just like Brandon just, uh, you know, eloquently put it out there for you, there's an evaluation process that goes to it. It's not something that's just handed out. And the way that you put it, I think, is another way that we kind of talk about these type of things all the time. And, Coach Jay, it's, it, it's, it's, again, knowing your leverage to what you're doing, you know, what Brandon spoke about in trying to do that. you got to work the work while you wait mentality. The thing, uh, you know, uh, like Brandon said, you have to take things if you want it. You know, Coach Jay – Talk about that just a little bit. And I thought Brandon put it just in perspective, you know, a different way to spin it that we've been talking about. No, he did. It, it was it was absolutely beautiful. And I, I hope parents are, are listening. I hope they play this to their athletes over and over and over to really make them understand, you know, what the process looks like. And that, you know, all of these things are indicative of, you know, work and a, a lot of times you know kids want the end result before they actually do the work even you know adults you know we, we yeah we kids want to and get parents to, i don't know. even want to cut you off kids and parents make sure you put that out there. yes they they want they want the end result you know just because my baby made a play you know just because he looks good on his little league team or he did great in middle school why is he not getting the offers and you know, and, and the, the, the biggest thing about it is I always challenge parents, do you want it now or do you want it later? There were guys in the Hall of Fame that had zero stars because they were denied early and they had something to dig and fight for. Then there are guys that are five stars that won't ever make it to the Hall of Fame because they tapped out early. They didn't have the work ethic to maintain what they got early. So there is a... Um, there's a lot of give and take, you know, it, 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 it can help you and it can hurt you depending on, you know, who, who the kid is. But the most important thing is, again, is your kid willing to work, you know, regardless of whether they have the ability or not, we can look at a ton of kids that were amazing in little league and fizzled out in high school and, and did not live up to it. And kids that they said were not good in little league or middle school, and were standouts in high school, and just look at the reasons why. A lot of it is some kids stopped working because they looked at the press clippings and said, "Hey, I don't need to get better. I'm already good." And the kids that weren't good said, "Let me work harder to prove to you that I am." And they caught up and surpassed. So, so many different layers, but the one true constant is the work part and the kids that understand that and that can maintain that mentality the longest those are the kids that will turn to be the ones that can do the most you know and and going back to like josh allen you know kids have to research you know those situations because he came from a very different path and i'm not going to even tell Parents, if you know, you know. If you don't, you should go look that up. What was his path to where he is now? And then explain that to your kid. Absolutely. And, I mean, you know, he got it. It's almost a rags-to-riches type story, but a rags-and-riches type work ethic that he has, that he still has that today. That That's the big thing is the work ethic. Uh, you know, and, and I think that Brandon talked about that as well. You know, what are you doing to get there? You know, the stars, the rankings, and, and, you know, Coach Jay, you know, Brandon, and, and myself, you know, I, I, I could show you these type of things. You know, people want to know when the rankings are coming out. How What do I do, need to do to get ranked? Rankings don't mean anything. That's just somebody's opinion. That's just a 
a where you kind of slot yourself. But what you do in front of us or what you do, you know, when we're standing on that field, that makes a big difference. And that makes a big difference in front of college coaches and college programs. Being marketable, like Brandon talked about. And, Brandon, I'll get your thoughts on this because I know you're heavy on social media. And, uh, you know, a big thing about Twitter and social media and the marketing process is having those things that align. You spoke about this a little bit, and I know that's a big pet peeve for you as well as Coach Jay and myself. Because um, we've, we've put out things about how to set up your Twitter page, uh, you know, to be marketable. Uh, Brandon, just talk about that a little bit and how you try to get that across to kids. Because sometimes, you know, and, and I've explained this to kids, you know, we, we've been in camps and things like this. And we go to talk to you to get your information and you don't have a Twitter well, how am I supposed to talk about you? How am I supposed to write about you? If you do something on Friday nights or, you know, we, we spent uh, last week at State and you're not on Twitter, then how can I tell, share it with the world if you don't have one? You know, you know, for parents and players listening to this, if you're in the seventh and eighth grade and you're trying to get recruitable, be recruited, uh, market yourself, there's no way I should walk up to you and you don't have a Twitter page. It's just, you know, it's a thing that bought mine, it's mind-boggling. And then setting it up the right way. Uh, expound on that a little bit, uh, Brandon, if you would. Ooh, and I'll just make one final note on the stars. Like, I mean, again, I, I'm an advocate for them. Like, I'm actually a fan of when kids earn them. There's been so many kids, you know, that I've been able to be busting up to take their first headshot and then, you know, tell them, hey, this is what's going to happen. And then it happens, you know, God willing. Uh, you know, but I am an advocate for it because, you know, at the end of the day, like, if you get them, like, in many respects, like, 90 five percent of the time you've earned what you've got now it's up to you to finish the drill you know whatever you determine finishing the drill to be but you know make no mistake about it like the kids who who've earned them they've earned them you know a caleb downs a Caden proctor a, a jeremiah smith a julian saying uh you know it's pretty zachariah branch so this goes on like because at the end of the day i'm not going to take away from a kid who's earned it you know at the end of the day and sometimes you've earned what you've got you know and at the end of the day like it's your decision to move forward with that um, that said, you know, social media, you know, that plays a huge part. You know, there's so many staffs, you know, that tell me, you know, we kind of regulate guys off of just their social media alone. You know, what's, what's in it? You know, if a coach, you know, think about it, like you're competing potentially against 10,000 other kids at the same, in the same class as you. So, you know, if I, this is a scout, quote unquote, or a recruiter or a school, I have to start digging for your information. Well, if I can, not dig for a kid who has the same size, same grade, same stats. Why would I choose you? You don't even know how to market yourself. Now, like sometimes kids are going to slip through the cracks because of that. But then they like, it's not on the, you can say it's on the coach to do all this research and, you know, you should be doing this. First off, like, is anybody checking you like that? Like, it's your job? So, like, you know, just take it with a grain of salt whenever you're talking about a coach. Because in the day, he's having to go through thousands of kids potentially to find your one. And if you're just if you're trying to make it the process more difficult for yourself, yeah, go for it. Make yourself hard to find on social media. Put a bunch of weird stuff on there. Do 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 stuff that I probably wouldn't recommend doing consistently. And and then you'll see the result that you probably have earned. But if you decide to go a different direction and have a well put together social media and it's easy to find first and last name and you do x y and z with well, it is strange you'll probably have a better chance and better opportunity of a coach finding you because then day you're competing with other people not just on the field but off the field but guys a 2.0 gpa and the other guys a four i'm sorry in many respects i can't trust you because it almost says i can't trust you to show up to class if i can't trust you to show up to class what are you not doing when you're in class Whenever you're not in class, I start to wonder, like, what extra stuff are you getting into? This, that, and the third. It all matters, and how you portray yourself matters. That's why we have social media in the first place. It is an opportunity to market yourself. There are people, you know, back in the 80s and the 90s, where they didn't even have a Rivals or a 247 on three. So they just had to kind of get out the mud as kids. So love to say all the time, I got out the mud. But yet you, you're wearing, you know, $500 pair of Jordans. So... At the end of the day, you know, I'd say just marketing yourself is extremely pivotal. Um, and, you know, how you go about that is kind of up to you. But, you know, there's so many different references to go on. I mean, 
social media has thousands of people on there. There's other professional athletes. There's collegiate athletes. And I would just follow the guys who you deem to, to consider a quote-unquote winner. But, again, it goes right back to looking yourself in the mirror. I mean, if you're not OBJ, you probably can't do everything that OBJ does. OBJ gets a pass because he's OBJ. You know, do you think that uh, Bryce Young just throws anything on his social media? Or does he understand, hey, I'm a quarterback, and that, you know, people are going to look at this a certain way. And if you say, hey, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to do me. I'm me. Cool. Just remember that it's a business, too, and they don't have to care either. Just like whenever they're trying to give you your money for a scholarship or they're trying to sign you to the league, this is a cutthroat business. Business. Whenever I give you a scholarship, guess what? My job is on the line as a coach. You go out there and don't catch the ball a couple weeks, the head coach is going to start looking at the receiver coach going, why do we recruit this guy? And if it, if it comes down to it, you better ask yourself, is the coach going to choose me or is he going to choose himself and his family? I can answer it for you. He's going to choose himself and his family because he should. Absolutely. And, and you know, that, uh, it's a whole other show, but I think that's why the transfer portal is thick. You know, you know, it, it, it's it's a thing where, you know, what have you done for me lately? And, you know, and, and again, it goes back to the process of you're being evaluated every time, every rep, every time that you get on the field from an athletic perspective, you have to produce. You have to do the things that you have to do to be successful. Uh, and, you know, we're talking about uh, what you need to do in the off season. You know, this is the second week that we've been talking about it since the offseason has started for a lot of guys. Uh, Coach Jay, the recruiting blueprint talks exactly about, uh, you know, building your social media following and marketing yourself. Talk about that just a little bit and what you're sharing with these athletes and parents on a weekly basis. Well, the most important thing, again, is is like Brandon said, you know, it, it's a lot of kids. There are many more schools have been built in the last 10 to 20 years. But high schools, middle schools, it's a lot of them being built. So a lot more kids are playing. And now that recruiting is starting to happen worldwide, that makes the space bigger. I don't recall it being a whole lot of new colleges being built. So it's the same you know, pool of coaches, but a bigger pool of kids. So you have to do something that's going to get eyes on you. If social media now makes it a lot easier for coaches to identify, follow, build relationships. And then, of course, they're, they're going to want to see you in person at some point, which is camps, uh, unofficial visits, you know, things of that nature. But to identify you, you have to be able to put yourself out there to be seen. And the easiest way, the fastest way to do that is through the platform of social media. So knowing, you know, what to say, when to do it, what to put out, the type of content, which is very important. I see it every day, and, and I, I try my best not to, you know, speak on it a whole lot. Uh, but parents, uh, athletes, your workouts are very important unless you're telling a specific story of you're going through rehab and all of these things. If you're putting out slow workouts, if you're struggling through your workouts, you are not going to be recruited if it's not explosive, if it's not wild. You're getting it wrong. Coaches don't want to see a guy lifting one plate on a bench press. They don't want to see that. You know, how does it translate? So know what you're putting out, when you're putting it out. Now, if you're 10 years old and you're doing that, okay, that's probably going to be viral. But is it going to get you recruited? No. But if you're in high school, Right. It has to make sense. So, again, knowing how to use social media, knowing who you attach yourself to on social media and all these things we talk about, you know, in the book and we talk about every single week. Um, and again, this is just one part of the big puzzle. So it's, it's not if I do one thing right, then I'm going to get it. No, it's 365 days, honestly, of doing something if you truly want to get recruited, unless again, you're that five-star type guy where you just show up and you're just better than everybody. You don't have to do as much, but if you're not that guy, it's a lot of work you have to put in if you want to get something out of it. 
Absolutely, man. Well, we're at the end of the show today. Listen, this is, was a great show. Again, second week in a row, we talked about what you should be doing in the offseason to help yourself get recruited. Brandon Howard for Rivals.com, man. Brandon, I know you're on the road. I appreciate you giving us a little time. Uh, but before you go, real quick, we're almost out of time. Give out your social medias uh, where everybody can follow you. Uh, my Twitter is capital B, capital H, lowercase everything else, Howard. So that's lowercase H, Howard underscore 11. So capital B, capital H, O-W-A-R-D underscore 11. And that would just go to being coachable. If you can find that, you can find it. If you can't, you can't. I was pretty clear about that. And then um, on on uh, Instagram, it's Brandon underscore Howard 11. Brandon underscore Howard 11. Transparently, I use my Twitter for, uh, you know, rivals and Twitter. And, I mean, I just like recruiting stuff. But if you go on my Instagram, it's really real. And, like, kind of just, like, viral stuff. That's what I'm doing it for. So if you hit me up on Instagram, just know I'm using that for a completely different purpose than I'm using really for my Twitter. But, I mean, you'll reach out accordingly and you'll get the response accordingly. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate Brandon and Coach Jay for hopping on with us today. Again, the On Your Mark show every week, live from the Fishbowl Radio Network. 11 to 12, man. We appreciate everybody for tapping in. Go get the recruiting blueprint, a common sense approach to recruiting. Listen, a great recruiting guide. If you're just getting started or you're right in the middle, this is what you need to do, man. Appreciate Brandon Howard from Rivals.com for hopping on. Coach Jay in the building. Myself, Mark Henry, we'll see you next yeah. week. Tap in. Next week, we got a big one for you as well. We'll holler. Ready, set, go. It's time to hit the mark. This that show you need to know about. We set ourselves apart. Sports talk at the pinnacle. We got all the knowledge covering every level. Helping these young men get to college. Got the coverage of a DB. Vision of a QB coming at you like a DN. Let all of that sink in. Working in the weight room. We can't take no days off. Doing drills when they not looking. That's what make us stand out. Don't worry about how much time is left. We got it planned out. Execution elite footwork. Nasty when we running routes. Accuracy off the chain. We've been on it from the start. Reaching for the sky. Hitting the bullseye. We on the mall.